What's up, everybody? I'm back. This is Rough in the Basket. And man, we're here. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We got some basketball talk today. Crazy, right? A show that has the name Rough in the Basket, has basket in the dang name. We never yep. talk about it, um, but we are going to be talking about some basketball today. So Brandon Carr, how are you doing today? So I'm super excited, man. I don't remember the last time we talked about basketball because we've been, it's been heavy NFL. We were doing our NFL division breakdowns throughout the summer. We've been kind of we haven't posted in a little while, but um, I feel like now with basketball being back officially, the NBA tipped off last night as we're recording this, or actually two nights before uh, from when we were recording this. Uh, it's time to talk some basketball. It's going to be a very exciting season. I was on Pumble and Peter's picks. If you guys are curious to know kind of where um, I, my head is in terms of the award picks, who I think is going to be the champion. I think Noah's going to give his championship pick in this episode as well. So tune in for that at the end. Um, we will, uh, we got a lot of, a lot of good things today in today's episode. We're going to be doing our top 10 NBA players heading into this season. I think because ESPN had to put out theirs and that really kind of, uh, I think generated a lot of buzz because the people were like, Ooh, like I definitely don't agree with this. The guy being in the top 10, like this guy should have been higher or lower. Um, so we're going to do our own top 10 list. I think we both, uh, did a pretty good job. So I'm curious to see what you have. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all I got to say is let me talk to you. If you know, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. And everybody's saying rough in the basket is actually talking about basketball today. It's crazy. But um, all right. So let's get into it. I'm just going to throw out my pick, my championship pick. We'll skip all the playoffs. Oh, all right. Let's get right into it. Go for it. I want to tell you right now, it's going to be, I say the Warriors over Celtics in six. I think it's going to be a rematch Ooh. of a few years ago. I think it's dude Celtics. And this was before the Celtics game last night. I had this prediction. The Celtics are so dude, they're dirty, man. Like the Bucks are going to be great too. Um, it's going to come down to one of those two teams. It's just, they're so stacked. Like the way Porzingis looked last night, he looked like unstoppable. I think he had 13 points in the first, like seven minutes of the game. He, had five threes. he was, he was awesome. Like, I think he had like the most points for a, a debut for any Celtics player in the history of the franchise. I'm pretty sure. Or he was like really up there. I'm pretty sure. So it's crazy. Yeah, dude, he, he was nuts yesterday. Um, and I think just, you know, honestly, I was a little bit skeptical when I saw that trade for Drew Holiday. I was a little bit skeptical when I saw that they were trading for um a player like, for example, Porzingis, who has a history uh, history of injuries, a bunch of injury issues over his career. Um, and that still is a concern going forward. I'm not yeah. going to lie. But even if Porzingis is out, even if um, we'll say Holiday is injured, I still think just Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum alone could win the Celtics or get the Celtics to the finals. Like we've seen this before. Jason Tatum alone, people forget his rookie year alone got to a game seven against LeBron James when he was going on that nine out of 10 year streak that he made it to the, yeah. the finals. I mean, like that's incredible. So just to get to that point alone where you're in a game seven against um, either the greatest or second greatest of all time. Like, I mean, that's, an, that's incredible. So I think like we're going to see Jason Tatum's um, development this year explode. I think by the end of the year, he's already, I mean, we'll see where we have him ranked today. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but he's definitely already proved himself as a top six player in the league. Like, no mm -hmm. debate on that whatsoever. Um, and I think this year, if he really, like, 
puts on a show every night. He gets to that next level instead of averaging, you know, just um 30 points, just 30 points a game. Yeah. Yeah. Just 30 <laughs> points. No big deal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he keeps his rebound numbers up. He, you know, maybe passes the ball a little bit more here. He is averaging 4.6 points a game over the last few years. But um, I think it, it's really about uh, consistency, which he's shown over the last few years. But I think every single year, we see a little bit of an improvement of Jason Tatum, obviously from year one to year two to year three, huge jump. And then to year four. And then last year we saw that big improvement. I think this year, like, I think there's a chance he averages like a legit 35 a game this year, um, despite wow. the fact that they have more talent on the team than last year, more guys that are more uh, ball dominant, like for example, Porzingis. But I really think he could average 35 this year. So um, now onto the, the Warriors, why I think they're going to be back. Dude, they've made it. I mean, do I really have to describe it? Like, they're a dynasty. Like, when in doubt, if you don't know who you are picking for the championship, it's like the the old answer Um, when somebody would say, oh, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? And if you said Tom Brady, you have a 50-50 chance of being right, really. I mean, that's how it was for so many years. And I think with the Warriors, like, it's a coin flip that they're going to make it or not. Um, I'm really big into what they have uh, or what they've already shown that they have. I mean, Steph Curry, like last year, they had some some uh, issues with some personnel. Um, they had some issues with some chemistry. They weren't really a cohesive unit throughout the season. And uh, there's still stories that emerge from that to this day of, you know, how their locker room was kind of toxic last year. And they still got very far for a team that was pretty toxic. I mean, they did pretty well still. So um, I will tell you this. I really think that Chris Paul is going to get a championship this year. I, I'm going to say it here first, like, you know, um, whether he's coming off the bench or starting, whatever his role is on that team, I think they will figure out a very good way to integrate him into the roster. Like they've been able to do this before. I mean, it's not the first time they're taking somebody that maybe, um, and again, like Chris Paul, top five point guard of all time. Um, but you know, he has a reputation that he can't win a championship. And, um, you know, who had a reputation that they signed a terrible contract and they were uh, borderline kind of a bust, uh, Andrew Wiggins. And he's turned that narrative completely around with the Warriors. And I think we're going to see the narrative flip with Chris Paul as well this year, and he's going to be able to win a ring. So um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. There's like a load of teams out there that are just so talented, like the Phoenix Suns. I know you brought that up um, off air. Um, I mean, dude, honestly, a sleeper one. I'm going to tell you this right now. And this is something I may actually put money on. I'm debating it. I think there is a shot that Oklahoma City gets the finals this year. I really do. Like the way Shy is playing, if Chet can develop, and I'm I'm gonna say already, like in the next year, in uh, or we'll say three years from now, I can personally guarantee the 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 Oklahoma City Thunder will win a championship within four years. They'll get to a championship within three. They are going to be the next dynasty if they can keep these this unit together. They are going to be the next Warriors. It's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think when I was on Pombo and Peter's picks, which, by the way, again, go check that episode out. Really good episode. I think we were all high on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, I'm very high on them, too, to come out of the West. I mean, they can absolutely come out in the West. I mean, Chad Holmgren, he's back. He could be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Shy had an insane year last year. We averaged, like, I think it was, like, 31 points a game. Um, you know, you got Josh Giddy there. You got Jalen Williams. I mean, it's a really good roster and you know I feel like that their stock is absolutely up and 
you know, when you have all those draft picks, something it'll eventually come to fruition. And, you know, we're really seeing a, I think we're going to see a really good Thunder team this year that makes the postseason. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would be holding them back is just experience. But, you know, maybe they can kind of uh, just get hot at the right time and it can kind of just make that push. But I'm a little heartbroken you didn't pick the Celtics to beat the Warriors. I would be pretty upset if that happened again. But, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the episode, my pick is the Celtics to win the championship. And I have them going over the Suns just – you know, I, I'm very confident on the Celtics this year. I have Jason Tatum winning the MVP. I think this is his time. It's really, I feel like this is the time for the Celtics to go and win the championship. I mean, I feel like if we don't do it this year, it's going to be pretty disheartening. I think this is, you know, we've kind of put all our chips in the middle of the table, trading for Chris Tapps, Porzingis, getting rid of a, a guy that's really beloved in this city. I feel like, I don't know, some people don't like him, but Marcus Smart and um, you know, and then just kind of getting Drew Holiday in the mix as well, getting rid of Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, more draft picks. Uh, we're kind of in a situation where we got to, you know, hopefully we can get it done this year. We've been kind of coming up short recently. So I do feel like this could be the year. And then the Suns, like I mentioned to you off air, I thought if you had told me, if I, if you would ask me when they initially first traded for Bradley Beal, I would have been like, I don't know, because I'm looking at the rest of the team. It doesn't look very strong, but then. They may had a great free agency class. Then they traded away DeAndre Ayton to the Blazers and got Nurkic, who I think is going to be a pretty good player for them. I think he's a solid start and center. And then guys like Narzir Little and uh, some other guys that they brought in, like uh, they can absolutely kind of fill up that bench pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be, you know, going to be a good NBA season, but I'm excited to get into this top 10 list because, I don't. I, I should probably bring up the ESPN top ten list because I feel like that was what really kind of sparked this conversation from a lot of people. A lot of people were doing this because of the ESPN top. They have the top one hundred list, and though usually it's kind of controversial. Like the people would be like, "How is?" I remember one year they had like Kobe Bryant as like the ninety fourth best player in the league or something like that, and like a ton of people were like super upset about it. Um, but I'm excited to kind of get into uh, our top 10 today. All right, let's do it. Um, one thing I will say before we move on to that is that uh, LeBron and Jordan didn't win their first championship till 25. Tatum's 20, uh, sorry, 27. Tatum is 25 right now. So with that being said, Tatum still has time. I think the Celtics will win one, whether it's this year or next year, or the year after they will win one with this core. I can guarantee it as well. Yeah. So. Here's the ESPN top top 10. So they had Anthony Davis at 10. They had LeBron at 9. SGA's at 8 for them. They have Kevin Durant at 7. Jason Tatum at 6. Curry at 5. Luka at 4. Um, Joel at 3. And then Jokic at 2. And then Giannis at 1. So we'll see how ours kind of differentiates from this list. But I can already – we'll get – we'll probably get into it. But I definitely agree with – I mean, disagree with some stuff I see on here. So For sure. You want to start at 10? Or yeah, let's we do it. Then- Let's do that 10. All right. You want to do two picks at a time? You give me 10, nine, and then I'll do 10, nine. Um, yeah, we can do that. Um, all right. right, So, I mean, my number 10 player, um, you know, I know he's been kind of a little bit injury prone throughout his career recently, at least, but I feel like when he's out there, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Um, I'm going to go with Anthony Davis. Um, you know, even with his last game where he like had zero points in the second half or whatever it was, I still think Anthony Davis is a top 10 player. And I think 
what he kind of brings on both sides of the court, I think, you know, playing with a guy like LeBron James, you really have to be that second option. But honestly, like you can make an argument maybe that he's maybe number one, depending on who you are. But, uh, you know, last year he had averaged 25, 26 points per game. He averaged 12 and a half rebounds a game. Um, on the defensive end, he had two blocks. He's a defensive player of the year caliber player. Again, you know, him playing a lot is something that you absolutely have to be concerned about. But I feel like when he's out there, uh, the Lakers are a much better team with his presence, what he's able to do on the defensive side. Uh, you know, he's absolutely, like I said, a defensive player of the year caliber player. And I think, you know, just what he is able to do, I mean, the like I said, it's the injury part of it, I feel like, is what's holding him back from being higher. But I feel like that number 10 spot, I think, is probably a pretty safe bet for Anthony Davis. Um, and, yeah, I think even despite his last game where he only had 17 points and, you know, it wasn't a great second half for him, I think he's going to have some pretty big games. Um, Anthony, he's only 30, so he's kind of, you know, maybe a little bit at the tail end of his prime. Maybe, like, maybe he's got a couple more, like, really good years left. But I think he's still uh, a really good player. So I would put him at 10. And then I'm going to go with LeBron. I think LeBron, you know, he's still a top 10 player in the game. I think he's, you know, obviously getting a little bit older now. He's had some injuries. Uh, last year, he only played 55 games. year before that, 56, 45 games, all in the regular season. But, I mean... You know, LeBron is still LeBron. I think you could still rely on him to, you know, carry a team in the playoffs. I mean, they were pretty close last year to really making some noise. I think they make it made it to the Western Conference Finals, I'm pretty sure, with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um, LeBron last year, I mean, he averaged 28.9 points per game. He had uh, 8.3 rebounds a game, 6.8 assists a game. He still shot. Uh, he still shot uh, 50% from the field, like, he was still a really good player. And, you know, again, I think what's holding him back from being higher is just the age. Uh, you know, he's had some injuries, like I keep saying, but it's crazy that he's, you know, entering now his 21st season in the NBA. And he's still regarded as like a, I would say at least a top 12 player in the game. Um, I would put him at nine just because I feel like you really can't doubt LeBron James. Like, you know, the Lakers can absolutely go and make the make a run at the finals this year and win it. Like, I could absolutely see that with their offseason moves that they made as well and, you know, the emergence of Austin Reeves and company. But, um, yeah, I think LeBron's still a, a really good player in this league. Again, has he is he not is he the same player as he was, you know, in 2016? Not, no, I wouldn't say that, but. I still think he's a really good player at the end of the day. And, you know, I think it's where it's, it's honestly just have to appreciate his greatness and what he's been able to do and just how he's been able to do it for so long. It's just crazy that the guy is 39 and he's uh, or going to be 39 and he's, you know, still a fantastic basketball player. So I would put him at nine. Yeah, for sure. I think for me, um, we actually do have one of them, all three of us, ESPN, myself and you, um, I'll have LeBron at nine. I also have LeBron there. So my number 10 uh, might be very surprising. I have him this low. So some people will definitely say that I'm biased here. Uh, I'm putting Kevin Durant at 10. Wow. I, I just think, look, 
I just think there's more talented players in the league now. If this was Kevin Durant a few years ago, there's no debate. I mean, I actually had him as my MVP pick last year. So that's not saying anything against him. I even though I don't really necessarily love him, um, I mean, I did say that he was the MVP uh last season before the season started. So um clearly I thought he was a top three player last year, a top five player in the league, but things have kind of changed. Just the fact um the narrative uh surrounding him, the fact that He's, you know, once he's kind of becoming like, like a James Harden type guy. I mean, uh, and, and Kyrie, I mean, all three of them are kind of like this where they just go from, you know, one team, they they try to ride it out. They they get upset after a few after a season, they sign a contract extension, then they request a trade, you know, and that's kind of what happened with Kevin Durant. Um, But even with all the off the court stuff, like on the court, I mean, no debate, he's top 10, like he still puts... Uh, still scores the ball very effect- effectively, very efficiently. Um, my only thing against him is I just think, like, he's 35, man. Things are starting to change. There's a lot of young talent that are now in their primes, and it's very tough to say in your prime, um, excuse me, when you're after 35 years old or even after 30. I mean, um, there's players that, like, some of them that come to mind, like Darren Williams. I mean, the guy was, like, 29 and then turned 30, and then, like, he just completely fell off entirely from that face of the NBA. I mean, I'm sure some people will remember him, a uh, good player for the Jazz and the Nets for a, a fairly long time. Um, but anyway, so with that being said, yeah, I mean, I think Kevin Durant, again, great player still, no, deb- no debate about that, still I'm going to keep the Suns in contention for sure. Suns could for sure win it this year. Um, Not debating any of that, just saying that there's a lot of players now that are in their um, mid-20s and uh, really starting to hit their primes. While I feel like Kevin Durant, you know, he's had some issues with injuries and stuff, and he's starting to fall out of his prime. I mean, he still has a lot – he still has gas in the tank, don't get me wrong, but I think he is starting to uh, slowly slow down, so – yeah, and honestly, like, I mean, that's going to actually lead into my next two players. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant, like, I guess I'll – Kevin Durant um, – actually, I'll talk about Devin Booker first since Devin Booker is at my eight spot. Um, Again, back-to-back teammates for me. I mean, Devin Booker, like, I think with him, it's just he's – I mean, honestly, like, at the end of the season, he could be higher than, than eight. Like, I feel like I might be snubbing him a little bit, like, there's a possibility where he can enter that top six conversation. I think he's that good. Do you know he's only 26? He's about to turn 27. It's kind of insane, um, the career that he's had so far. And, you know, and like you keep saying, like Jordan and LeBron and all these guys, Curry, like didn't win their first ring until around this time. Like Devin Booker's got a really good shot this year. Like he's still a fantastic player, um, you know, 50% from the fields. He averaged 27 a game last year. And he's still just a guy that can score on all three levels of the court. He's a guy that, um, you know, I just feel like is, I remember conversations where he was someone who, you know, like, oh, you're going to get him out of Phoenix. He can't get some help. He's got some help. They've made it to a finals where he's been the main guy. And uh, he's just a great player. And I really feel like that he's really, entering his prime right now like if he hasn't already I think he's there and I think Devin Booker has I think really over the past couple years really cemented himself as you know one of the best players in the league and it's just crazy to me that he's only about to turn 27 and he's had the career that he's had already like I mean he's been averaging over 25 points a game since 
2018. Like, and that, that was when he was 22. So he's, you know, still just, it's crazy just how much he's grown as a player and just seems to continue to get better too. It seems like every single season he gets better. Um, you know, this could be a season where he averages close to 30 points a game and maybe he's a guy that potentially is a dark horse MVP candidate. Like he's, I think he's that good. And um, I would absolutely say he's a top 10 player. And then I have Durant higher just because I feel like Durant, you know, with him, obviously it's kind of the same conversation as LeBron and Anthony Davis, unfortunately, but it has been injuries. Like Durant has dealt with injuries for quite a while now, like dating back to when he tore his Achilles um, in 2019. Like he hasn't really played a lot of basketball. Like, the most games that he had played in the regular season after that was 55 games. So that's something to be concerned about. But I still think Kevin Durant is like when he's healthy, he's out there playing. He's still a killer man. Like he averaged 20, I think he averaged like 29 points a game last year. Or like it was the average 26 with the Suns. He averaged 29 with Brooklyn last year. Like he's still a fantastic player. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, like you can say that maybe he's lost a little bit of his his mojo, I would say, definitely. Um, I don't think he's like the same score as he once was, but he's still a great score. Um, one of the best scorers in the NBA. He, you know, defensively probably has taken a little bit of a step back, but uh, Durant is still Durant in my opinion. And, you know, I feel like Phoenix with those two guys having those two and I think they're going to be, again, I have them in the finals for a reason. And I think it's just as long as Durant can stay healthy, they can get there. But I think, again, like when he's out there, he's playing. He is still one of the best players in the league, in my opinion. So I, I would say I would say he's at least a top 10 player, though, if you don't have him this high. Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, honestly, I mean, now that I think of it, maybe I should have put Durant a little bit higher. I don't know. But the reason why, so I actually do have Booker at number seven as well. Uh, number eight, sorry. I have him at number eight. Um, and I got to say, the reason why I have Booker at number eight ahead of Durant is, again, because of the fact that they're they're basically apart by 10 years. I mean, Booker is, I would say at this point, he's becoming as effective as a scorer as Durant is, if not maybe surpassed him already with what he can do with the ball. Um, just his mobility, the way that he can pass. Like, I mean, Kevin Durant, like he's a scorer for sure, but I think Booker is starting to really take it up a notch. And again, is entering into like the prime, like the prime prime of his career, you know, whereas Durant, um, as you mentioned, does have some injury concerns, unfortunately. And, you know, I think that he's kind of, uh, I mean, he's he's still going to be a great player, but I could see him at least um, maybe falling off a little production this year. Um, but I will say with Booker, like he's definitely not going to fall off at all. Uh, my number seven actually is another guy that has had uh, injury concerns, especially the first few years of his career. And that's Cade Cunningham. No, imagine, imagine I put Cade Cunningham. Like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not that biased. Come on. No, I'm going to go with uh, Joel Embiid. And I have him at number seven because um, like what he did last year, actually, I'm going to, oh, man, this is so tough. I'll oh, switch we it up. A bit, a are we having a change? Ah, we might. All right. I'm going, mm, man, this is so tough, dude. This is so hard. I'm going to put Embiid at six. Um, okay. I, I got to put him at six. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to put shy at seven. Okay. Um, so okay. 
Actually, I'm sorry, man. I'm going back. All right. Embiid oh. seven. Embiid's at seven. I'm done. I'm done being indecisive. All right. All right. The reason why I have Embiid at seven and not higher up. Dude, last year, what he did was crazy. Like, he was able to hold his team down. But there's just something that happens in the postseason where um, they just don't win. And you can't attribute that all to one guy for sure. But he has not been able to get past uh, the second round of the playoffs that much, you know. And um, when they do get into the playoffs, it almost seems like every single time there's some kind of injury there um and that's kind of nagging at him and he dude he's been killing it like what he did last year was that mvp was was well earned he should have won the mvp last year and thankfully he did um but i just think man there's some players that are just on the up right now and and bead and bead's one of those guys where i feel like any season again he could just kind of fall you know because of the injuries so with that being said he's my number seven all right so I feel like for me, I this is I feel like a lot of people probably have like a similar, not a similar top six, but like the same players inside the top six. I feel like for me personally, I feel like that this is kind of where I feel like there's a tier of players, and then after six, maybe it's a second tier of players in the NBA, in my opinion. Like I think like both tiers there's there's superstars, no doubt about it. But like for me, I feel like that this six group of players, I feel like are definitely the best in the league but my number six is Joel Embiid and you know I knew you just talked about him but I think for him for me with Embiid like last year was a fantastic season of course like this guy won the MVP award was dominant on both sides of the court and you know for for me though like I think he's I don't know if I necessarily would have picked him as my MVP last year I still feel like Jokic probably deserved that but I still think that Embiid's still a fantastic player. Obviously for him, you know, he was able to kind of stay durable last year and he had a monster season for what we saw. And uh, the Philadelphia 76ers were a fantastic team because of that. Um, And Embiid is kind of like the driving force of that team. Again, great player on both sides of the court. Uh, Just what he can do in the post game. He's a fantastic player on that. Uh, You know, he can shoot the mid range shot. He can actually kind of space the floor out a little bit and, He's just a really dominant player. And, you know, Embiid, we'll see what ends up happening with him as a Philadelphia 76er. I know there's been rumblings that maybe he doesn't want to stay there because of kind of the lack of uh, success they've had in the postseason. Obviously, they haven't made the conference finals with Embiid. Um, but, you know, I think Embiid is finally he's got that MVP award off his back. And now he's kind of, you know, been actually pretty durable over the last couple seasons. He's actually... Uh, played over 65 games the last two seasons, which is pretty impressive. But um, again, great rim protector, great on the defensive side, fantastic offensive player. And I feel like when you can do both and, you know, you're coming off an MVP award, you're kind of in that conversation for me at number six. Number five, I don't know how you'll feel about this, but I'm going to go with Luca. Maybe you think he's a little bit higher, but I still think he's a top five player in the game. Um, I think with Luca, like, it's crazy that he's only 24 years old and he's just has just crazy how great he is. He has multiple first time, uh, he's multiple, has multiple first uh, team all NBA selections already. And, you know, he's one of the best offensive players in the game. He's just got a bag um, in terms of his uh, skill set. Uh, he can hit pretty much any shot from anywhere on the court. He is a great playmaker defensively. 
that's probably where I feel like his weaknesses are. Like that's what would probably keep me from putting him higher. Um, and then like the lack of, you know, I know his team in the Western conference finals, but he hasn't quite taken them to the NBA finals um, where Jason Tatum, who spoiler alert, I have ahead of him. Like, I feel like he's done that already, but Luke is a fantastic player. It's, it's, you know, the guy's averaging 30 points a game per season. <laughs> you know, he had his career high last year. We had 32.4 points per game. Uh, he's shooting the ball almost over 50%. Like, it's just crazy. You know, we'll see how the Mavericks do this season with him and Kyrie. We'll see how that kind of develops uh, throughout the course of the season. But, yeah, man, the, the Luka Doncic is just magical. He's a fantastic player. You think about some of the games he's had. I remember that one he had at Madison Square Garden. He had like 60 points or something, triple double. Like it's crazy some of the stuff that that guy can do. But I mean, if you can do stuff like that, I feel like you're an absolutely a top five player in the sport. But I'm really hoping that he can kind of take that next step. Maybe he's the MVP this year. I feel like he can absolutely use some hardware um, at this point. But he's, he's got so much potential, man. It's crazy. He's just 24. He hasn't even entered like his total prime yet. And that's kind of a scary thought. I feel like for the rest of the week that this guy could get better. And that's something that I don't know if uh, I would want to deal with if I'm a opposing team. So. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, I, I understand why you have him at five and not a little bit, uh, you know, higher up closer to that one spot. I mean, especially last year, <laughs> obviously, Mavericks weren't able to make the playoffs and that was uh I mean they had a very discouraging end of the year and his defense has been rather uh, uh rather bad at times we'll go with that. Yeah. Um I will say that I think you know Luca well, we'll talk about Luca a little bit more in a second but I will never forget that 60 uh 2010 triple double that he put up that's Dude, so that's insane. <laughs> the fact that in nba history when i think there was teams that are up by like eight points with like 20 something seconds left or whatever that teams are like 13 it was like thirteen thousand eight hundred and fifty and oh or whatever and then that one game luca ended up putting that little one asterisk uh in the the loss column for teams that are up by like 10 with like 25 seconds left or what, whatever it was. I don't even know how that was possible. Still what he did was crazy, but that's, yeah. that's what I love about Luca. And that's why I think that um, he is a top five player, but we'll go back to Luca in a second. I'll give you my, my next two. So <clears throat> the one that I was going back and forth with, uh, with Embiid is uh shy Alexander. Um, I gotta say, man, like what he's and, and dude, like the, just the quickness of how much this guy has emerged in a matter of like a year is insane, mm -hmm. bro. Like last year, people, I think people associate him entering the season on kind of maybe the same level as, uh, let's see, what's, what's a guy, maybe like a, like a low end, like dollar store, Chris Middleton or something like people didn't really associate him as like even a top probably 30 player in the game going into last season. And now I think he's one of the most betted on MVPs for this year. Like what he's been able to do and really turn around the Oklahoma City Thunder to get them to 42 wins last year, 40 wins, whatever it was, um, and be able to get them into even the play-in. I mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder that just lost their second overall draft pick to a season-ending injury a year ago yep. that uh, was super young. I mean, the, just their, the, just the, uh, the, the youth that they have is really reviving the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, it's crazy, man. So 
what uh what I'm saying with that is I think like just the emergence and just seeing how quick he has hit his uh his stride like that's something it just wows me and makes me think like there's a chance this guy could within the next two years become the face of the NBA like seriously this guy is what he's been able to do I mean he's just explosive I was watching the game last night and it was like he scored um I think they were like tied or something like that. And they went on like a 13 and 0 run in the third quarter, very similar to what the golden state warriors have been known to do over the last several years. Um, especially during their years that they won it is, you know, in the third quarter, they've been able to just like blow teams out of the water. You, you know, they'll keep it maybe a close game around uh halftime. And then third quarter comes around and they would just run teams out of the building. And that's what happened yesterday with um, Shai Gregorius Alexander and uh, the Oklahoma city thunder. So um, I got to say, I'm excited to see what they do this year, like I expressed earlier. But my my next player on that list um, is going to be a classic guy, probably going to become a five-time champion this year if I have anything to say about him, and that's Steph Curry. I mean, the guy is, still is revolutionizing the game, and he's, like, getting up there in age now. It's crazy how him and LeBron are only separated by, like, three years. But LeBron – and they were born in the same hospital, which is still mind-blowing that the two greatest icons in the NBA during our generation that have revolution revolutionized the game the most were born in the same hospital. Like, dude, what the heck? That's crazy. Cleveland Hospital, man. Like, what are they What are they feeding those babies, bro? But, uh, <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> um, yeah, it's some of them that Cleveland water, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, no, seriously, man. I mean, just the fact that – Steph Curry is still at an elite level. I mean, over the last few years, even, I mean, I think his scoring has actually like gone or up, if I'm not mistaken. Like he's been shooting more volume than ever. I mean, he like, and that's something that is exciting to see that he's still been able to stay in his prime, even though, I mean, he's gone up there. Just the whole Steph Curry story, when you really look at it, is insane. Like this guy had uh issues with his ankles like the second third year of his nba career looked like he might not even make it five seasons in the league and he now he's become an icon uh four-time champion could end up getting to five or even six before the end of his career not out of the realm of possibilities and uh still still draining 40 percent of his threes a game or 41 and 42 whatever it is so um i mean he's still doing it so it, there hasn't been a drop-off yet so the fact that he's a four-time champion and there's been no drop-off whereas with lebron uh i mean he does have three more years than steph curry obviously in his career and also in his age um so with that being said like we have seen a little bit of i'm not gonna it's not a regression with lebron but it's just his body is starting to show signs of some signs of deterioration whereas with steph curry um, even though, yeah, I mean, he's had some injuries here and there. He's still, when he's healthy, he still looks extremely good and he's still healthy more times than not during the regular season. So I got to say, um, Steph Curry is my number five and that's something ESPN actually agrees with me about. I, I saw the list. Respect. I'm going to get into Steph Curry very shortly, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't have SGA in my top 10, but I think he's, I mean, the, what he did last year, I think is just fantastic. Um, what he was able to do and average, what was it like 32 points a game last year? He was, he's an electric player. He's super exciting. And, you know, we're, I think we're both, like we mentioned earlier, pretty high on the thunder this season. So, I mean, he can absolutely get to that point. I do feel like there's a couple of other players that in his position, I would probably take over him right now. Like maybe Donovan Mitchell, I feel like is still slightly better than him. But, like, I think, you know, like, this could be the year where 
the Thunder are going to be this good team that we all think they're going to be. They can kind of make a playoff push, and maybe they're kind of like the Mavericks from a couple years back and surprise and make a Western Conference Finals appearance. Like, I definitely wouldn't rule that out with this team, obviously, with how exciting they're going to be. But he's a fantastic player. Like, I would definitely say he's a top 15 player without doubt, though. Like, I would I would absolutely say that. And I could definitely think he can get to that top 10 uh, with time for sure. But I'm going to get into my number four, my number three player. A little bit of a homer pick here. Jason Tatum. Look, dude, Jason Tatum gets better every single season. He's gotten literally every single season that he's played in the NBA, he's gotten better. Last year, he averaged 30 points a game. Boston was so close to making it back to the NBA finals. And Jason Tatum has taken his, like, if he was the leader of that, for this, he's been the leader for the Celtics for a while now. He's taken this team to a finals appearance. He's been in multiple conference finals. And I think, like I said, I think this is going to be the year he wins the MVP. Boston is super stacked this year. And Jason Tatum is just a really special player, what he can do on the offensive end of the court. Like, you know, him just being able to score on all three levels, just him hitting big shot after big shot. Um, you know, he could make an, could have made an argument last year if he didn't injure his ankle in the early stages of that game seven. Boston could be in the NBA Finals rather than the Heat. Like, that's a real debate that could be had. Like, this is a guy who I would absolutely put my money on to – if you give him the ball with, you know, 15 seconds left, 10 seconds left, if he can hit a shot, he's going to hit it. Like, I feel that confident he can make it pretty much anywhere on the court. Um, he's just super effective. And, you know, I think he's going to be the best player on potentially the best team in the NBA this year in Boston. Like, he's just going to be a monster. And I really feel like, again, if we're just projecting, he gets better literally every single season. He just averaged 30 points a game. Maybe he averages like 32, like, I know Boston has some more players, but, you know, this past game against the Knicks, the first game, he had 34 points. Like, this is a guy I would just be able to – I would have no problem betting on to, you know, get better this season. And I really feel like that – I would take him over Luka just because I feel like he's taken his team to the finals and he's been able to be the best player um, on this team and make really deep playoff runs, like – I, I really feel like that that definitely means something um, in the NBA, but maybe this is a little high, but Steph Curry's my number three player in the league. And I feel like people just still sweep on Steph Curry. Like he's still, I think the same player that he has been for years now. Last year, he averaged 29 points a game. That's crazy. He's 34. He's averaging 29 points per game. I mean, it was just in 2020, 2021, he had 32 points. He was averaging 32 points per game. Like, he's been he's been so good, absolutely. Like you said, he's revolutionized the game of basketball. We could talk about that all, all we want, but, you know, he's still – I still think he's still a very dangerous player. He's still one of the best players in the NBA. He's the best player on this dynasty that's been going on for so long. And he can still shoot the shoot the rock really well, of course. He's the best shooter that's ever touched the basketball. And I think he still hasn't really shown that he's fallen off yet. Like, he's still Steph Curry. Like, it's crazy to say that. And he's going to be – he is 35, actually. So, you know, he's really getting starting to get up there in age. But he hasn't really shown, like, any signs of regression, really. I mean, I know last year he missed some time in the regular season, but, like, it's still Steph Curry, and I just feel like that he, again, you know, it's only been two years removed where he 
was the finals MVP, took his team to a championship and won it. Like, I mean, he's still a fantastic player. And I feel like him being at number three, I just feel like that's kind of where I have him right now. And I know once we get into the top two, I think we're probably going to have the same top two. But I think Steph Curry is just a fantastic player, obviously. And he's still uh, the best shooter in the league. And he's still dangerous with the basketball. Yeah, Wardell doesn't stop, man. Wardell will never stop. He just hasn't he just hasn't shown any like from my opinion, I just haven't seen really any signs of regression from him. I haven't. And he's still yeah. a great player. No, I, I will tell you, man, I think there's a chance I did mess this up a little bit and maybe I should have had him higher, but it's too late to go back, so no regrets. But uh top five's still good. That's still I feel yeah. like you, you have him a top five, sure. That's fine. Dude, I, I honestly feel like these top five players you could just rank like in any order. I would say the bottom five, like they're the bottom five. Uh, and I don't think there's any really debate to put any yeah, of those in the top five, really. But those, these top five, like I'm sure you have Jokic somewhere, Luka, Giannis, Tatum and Steph. Like it's just I mean, honestly, you could have put these guys anywhere and there's going to be player um, people and, and even players are going to be like, oh, this list is wrong or whatever. But in reality, like th- these five are interchangeable, in my opinion, basically, like depending on the metric that you're looking at, whether you're looking at shooting um, both sides of the ball, uh, if you're looking at, you know, the way they played, maybe maybe not defense. There's some some that are better than defense and others definitely on the top five. But I will say, like, it really depends on the metric. But um, yeah, yeah for and sure. honestly, one 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 more thing adds that like. I feel like that any of these five players like could absolutely like be the best player on a championship team. And like, I mean, we've seen like three out of these, you know, like three of these players that we're, we both have in our top five have done that. So like, it's, it's crazy. Just, <laughs> I do agree with you though. I feel like these, are the I think, I know I said like one through six would probably be a tier, but like one through five, I think I would change my mind and say, that's probably like the superstar of superstars in the NBA. My opinion. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I just think like these top five, uh, I mean, three out of the five have won championships, uh, four out of the five have made it to a championship. And then, um, I mean, Luca, I, Luca will make it to a championship. Will he make it in the Kyrie Irving era? That's a question that remains to be seen and it's not looking too good right now, but he will make it to one regardless if he's 27, 25 or 30. I think he will definitely win one, but um, all right. So going on with this list, my number four, and this was, oh, dude, this was so painful, man, going through this list. And, like, I revised this and revised it again. Um, but I, I have to put Jason Tatum here just because the other three are just, in my opinion, like, out of this world. But, I mean, what more is there to say, really, about Jason Tatum? I mean, um, the price for Celtics tickets have uh, definitely increased because of this guy. <laughs> And uh, you can't really buy any tickets unless it's like on a Tuesday night at, at like 730. Maybe you'll be able to sneak in for like 70 or 80. But no, I mean, ticket prices are crazy now. So with yeah. that being said, Jason Tatum, I mean, uh, I hate you for bringing up the ticket prices, but I love your performance on the court. So it's a, it's a 50-50 there. Um, no, but Tatum's been, I mean, what more is there to say, honestly? Um, and number three is Giannis. So uh, actually, uh Dude, Ooh, I was gonna say, so that's a, that's a little controversial. I feel like not a lot of people tough. would agree with you on that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to go Luca three. I think okay. I have to go Luca. Okay. I mean, I I love the guy. I think all right, if it goes down to talent, like which one of these guys out of these top five do I think could 
blow up for like a 100 point night and like in terms of like being the best score and most dynamic being able to do the most I would say Luca would be number one in this category um in terms of like everything combined however in terms of uh I mean Giannis like both sides of the ball he's stellar like he can play defense he can play offense um I mean really nothing more to say about the guys won a championship already like everybody knows the Bucks are just a solid team, and um, the way Giannis has developed is definitely better than anything that anybody could have imagined. So um, I think without Giannis, like you know, the Bucks are kind of screwed. Even even with Lillard now, I don't think that they're the same team. Um, you know, without Giannis, not even close. I think they're probably yeah if they took off Lillard like they did you know obviously last several seasons not having him on the roster and then you would take off Giannis I would say a team that could potentially go for 60 wins 64 65 wins any season probably their maxing out would be like 35 36 wins you know honestly so like Giannis really does bring that x factor um, and he's been able to actually convert that into wins which is something Luca is still trying to get to so um Luca would definitely be my number three Giannis would be my number two uh and then my my number one I mean I'll just give it like everybody's gonna know is Jokic um I mean yeah. the guy like what dude what he does with the ball is craziness bro like dude I was talking to Pombo the other day and I was like honestly like Jokic kind of looks a little fat and he's still like he's putting up like 30 30 15 and 15 and it just doesn't matter like he's like James Harden a night after the club. It's like, you know, he'll just watch his uh instead of going to the club and like, you know, doing some uh sketchy stuff like all all uh Jokic does, maybe he drinks a little bit, but he'll just, you know, watch his horses and yeah, like, yeah. I saw, you know, he's he's betting on horses on his phone. I don't I actually don't know if that's prohibited by the NBA. So maybe maybe he doesn't do that, but he's definitely buying like products on Amazon for like his horses and like trying to add to his horse collection. And like he there was a video that went viral where like uh Jamal Murray was like, Hey, uh Excellent. you doing right now? And he's like, Oh, I'm uh scouting horses. And he's like, You doing what? He's like, yeah, I'm scouting horses. It's very nice, very fun. And then he's just like looking at his phone. He's just glued in. Like, dude, I see this on every single uh YouTube video or Instagram video of him. It's like everybody just comments the same thing. It's like the NBA is a side quest for this man. And it's like that's so true, but it's just it's crazy to me that it's just a side quest, and he's just like, This is just my day job, my friend. And and like in reality, like yeah. he's the best player in the game. I mean, in my opinion, at least. But what are what are your uh what are the rest of yours? Yeah, I mean, for me, it would it would absolutely be Giannis two, Jokic one. Like Giannis, I I think heading into the season, Giannis was the best player in the league because he, you know, had won the championship not that long ago. He you know racked up the MVPs, the Defensive Player of the Year award. Jokic has won the MVP like what a week? Has he won it like two or three times now or something like that? I think it's twice. Won it twice. Uh, yep. Twice. You know, maybe you should have won it last year. Yep. I think he, I think you should have won it last year too. But um, you know, he's again like somebody who's always in the MVP conversation. His team led his the Denver Nuggets, like a team that's never won a championship before. He's the vocal point of that team, led them to a championship. He's I mean, I think that in my opinion, that makes you the best player in the league. Like when you're have putting up MVP numbers, probably should have won the MVP award and then go out and win the championship, like it's hard to argue that he's not the best player, but I absolutely think Giannis is at number two just for 
you know, him winning the championship, all his MVP awards and defensive player of the year awards. If they go out and win a championship this year, he'll probably surpass Jokic. Like that's probably just how it's going to work. But, um, and again, what he just does on both sides of the court, like it's just, you can call him the Greek freak for a reason. The guy is unbelievable. And it's just crazy. Like, well, I want to talk a little bit about this, but like, just the European takeover of the NBA or just like the foreign players, like with Jokic, with Giannis, with Luka and, and, you know, like if Victor Wembenyama becomes this top 10 player that we people think he can be like, he's in there. Like there's, I mean, there's just a lot of like, just the European basketball, man. It's really kind of just starting to really take over the NBA. I, I think SGA, I'm not, I don't know if I'm, I don't think he's from America. I could be wrong on that one. Canada. Uh, yeah. 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 So even like, you know, having some Canadian players too, like um, it's kind of crazy. Just like, you know, we're seeing this like takeover of, you know, just players not born in the United States. Like Embiid is from uh, Cameroon. Like, you know, it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think honestly, like, you know, Jokic, I feel like should be most people's number one. I feel like Giannis should be most people's number two. And then honestly, like whatever you want to do from like, three to like five i'm cool with and you know like the the after that from six through ten like i know some people probably have like damian lillard i saw some people have jimmy butler like i mean whatever your you know your preference is really i think at that point but yeah it's gonna i, I mean do you think there's like any like this is a good question to kind of end on do you think there's like any player that like is outside the top 10 that you feel like could like make be a top 10 player this year like could really surpass a ton of people get to that top 10 spot. Hmm. Like somebody you're just like really high on that can be like, you know, have this like monster season that can potentially like lead their team to a championship. Yeah. That maybe that's not regarded as like a top 10 player. Yeah, bro. I mean, there's, there's a few guys like one, I'm not saying the championship piece at all, but I'm just saying they could definitely at least make some moves and within a few years get there. Okay. Um, I'm going to name three guys. All right. These are just okay. the, First three guys that come to mind. I'm gonna say Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain has been extremely underrated. Wow, that is a really that's a really deep cut. I like that, dude. I'm I'm telling you, man. Like Desmond Bain went from averaging nine, like the the trajectory that he has is something that we have also seen out of. And I'm talking the trajectory in terms of points, like and in terms of production is something we've seen out of Giannis. It's something we've seen out of Tatum, and now it's something that. Um, we've seen out of uh, out of a few other players like Luca. Uh, I mean, not so much Luca. Luca was already averaging like 20 his rookie year. But you, you've seen this trajectory where a player will average maybe 10, 12 points the first year. They'll go up to like about 19, 20, and then they'll go up to like 27 or 20, 23, and they'll shoot up to like 30. I mean, I could see Desmond Bain doing that, especially because John Morant is out the first few first 25 games of the season due to a self-inflicted uh, issue. But, you know, it's neither here or there. But it's just this guy has, since his rookie year, dude, I don't think people realize how good on both sides of the, of the ball this guy is. He's averaged, like, 43% shooting on threes. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, and it's not just his threes. Like, he's been able to, you know, get some steals here and there. Um, He's been able to... Uh, I mean, last year there was an increase in uh, assists from his rookie year. He was averaging 1.7 assists a game. Last year he was averaging 4.5 more or less. Um, just all around, like, what he's been able to do, I could see him just shooting up. 
to the to the top 10 um honestly i really could very very soon because i think he's like serious about this whereas some of his teammates are are not honestly unfortunately and then that's a real deep cut man yeah Siri year average 21 and i'm looking at stats like 21 and a half points like first year 9.2 18.2 was his second year like his first game he had 31 points like maybe yeah that's what i'm saying man him or and, and this is where maybe a little bit of the bias comes in. Uh, Cade Cunningham. I mean, that first game he had yesterday was crazy, bro. Like the second half is a rookie season. Cause this is really his year too. Last year didn't really count. He showed uh, some flashes early in the season then went down and then he was out the whole year. So this is really his year too. Um, and with that being said last year, not so much last year, the year before, actually the second half of the season, I don't remember the exact stat, but it was something like, against teams that were over 500 he would average something like in the second half of the season it was like excuse me 25 points eight rebounds and eight assists like those are debatable top 10 numbers um in itself and then one last player i'll give you then the floor is yours is uh anthony edwards like i mean and he's the guy i think a lot of people have on their mind right now when you think of like top 10 yeah that'd be one of mine Uh, do you have any other guys as well um yeah definitely anthony edwards like he i think he can like really he could be a guy that can average like close to 30 points a game this year i think he's gonna have a monster year um donovan mitchell like i think i'm i'm very high on donovan mitchell like i think he could be like a dark horse mvp candidate he had his best season of his career last year which is kind of crazy to think about um in cleveland i think could be a really good team so i would say donovan mitchell he's probably like a top 20 player in the game right now but like, I think he can absolutely get to that point. And then I'll go with Jamal Murray. I mean, I don't know how you cannot say him, too. Like, he's like a guy, again, showed up big time in the playoffs. His stock is really high right now. You can argue he's a top 20 player in the game. I think he definitely is. Like, maybe he kind of, you know, continues that momentum and he surmounts himself or cements himself as a top 10 player in the game. Like, I could absolutely see that as well. But, um, yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode of the Rough in the Basket. Uh, let us know if you guys enjoyed this one. Let us let us know your top 10 players in the NBA, too. I'd be very curious to know where you guys kind of have some of the best players in the world. Um, go follow us on Twitter at Rough the Basket. Go follow us on Instagram at Rough in the Basket. Uh, go follow us on TikTok at Rough in the Basket. Um, follow us everywhere. Again, use our code RTB on Underdog Fantasy when you first deposit to get 100% of your first deposit matched. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bcar underscore 13. You can follow Noah on Instagram at mburn37. And that is it for this week's episode. See you guys next time. Peace out. Peace.